اطلب العلم اخيف هو درب به نور به ترقى به تحيا عالما حرا فخور اطلب العلم اخيف هو درب به نور به ترقى به تحيا عالما حرا فخور السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته you are very welcome to the second episode of your program out of ignorance guys out of ignorance the opposite of ignorance is knowledge and the best of knowledge is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran the purpose for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn kind nor the mankind except to worship me and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu ardahi says here worship me means to know me لِيَعْلَمُونَ أو لِيَعْرِفُونَ but how can you worship something that you don't know? my brothers and sisters a lot today we spend our time looking at the religion, practicing religion, but a lot of us don't even know what we're learning about. A lot of us don't know our religion. There are many hadiths that the Prophet وسلم, tells us we should learn about our religion. One of the famous ones that everybody knows is the Prophet says he said, Talib al-Muslim. It's compulsory for every one of us, me, you, everybody, your mom, your dad, your sister, every single body to learn the religion. And that's not saying, oh, everybody becomes a ulama, a big scholar. But not enough that you know your religion. And people won't be able to make uh, put you astray. Exactly. People will not be able to cause you fitna. And you know how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly. Imagine you're going into a business. But for you to enter that business, the sharab, the condition is that you have to pay a lump sum of money. A certain amount of money. Of course you're going to study the ins and outs of that business before you... Give that money, isn't that right? Yeah. So why shouldn't you study about your religion, Islam, which is the purpose for which you are created, the religion for which you're gonna dedicate your whole life, or you should at least dedicate your whole life if you want to akhirah. And boy, there's a lot of benefit for knowledge. The 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 process of many uh, mentioned many benefits of knowledge. For example, Allah subhanahu wa taala mentions that for Allah, Allah wishes. The best and good for someone who has knowledge of his religion. So it is obligatory that we have to have knowledge of our religion. We have to try to perfect the acts in our religion. Like for example, everybody knows about Salah, or you think you know. But when you're reading Salah, do you know the meaning of Surah Fatah? When you're reading Salah, do you know the meaning of Allah Akbar? When you say the Salah. So we have to know about religion so we can appreciate it more. And so that also another thing is so that our acts of worship will be accepted. Because Prophet says that there's two, he taught his Sahaba that there's two conditions for every act of worship. The first condition is sincerity for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second condition is doing it the same way Prophet did it. And the evidence for the first one is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the hadith al-Qudsi, he says, I'm the one that is most free from the want of partners. Whoever does an act of worship and associates partners with me, I will abandon him and his polytheism. So that's the first condition. And a lot of people, they expect to have certain uh, sincerity, although they're ignorant, they don't have knowledge. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? There is, for instance, some of these scholars of Islam, they mentioned that when they first started seeking knowledge, they didn't have sincerity. They didn't have sincerity. And some of them were poor, for instance, one, of, one scholar says he was poor and he used to go to the circles of knowledge so that 
he will eat food because they used to give up food at the halaqah. And then he said, the more I learned about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his names, his attributes, his, 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 his favors upon us, the nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that made my heart tremble. And that made me have more sincerity. That makes you have more certainty as well. And the second condition we said is following Prophet Muhammad How are you going to follow Prophet Muhammad if you don't have knowledge of what Prophet Muhammad did and how he did things? Isn't that correct? Yeah. I think, I don't know, Some when you're talking about the religion, the religion is not what I say or what Hudayfa says or what... Uh, your mom or dad says the religion is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and the Prophet says and his companions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran and those the first forerunners to Islam who from amongst the Muhajirin and the Ansar and the ones that followed them with sincerity the ones that followed them with sincerity that is the key Allah is pleased with them, and they are pleased with Allah. So we have to do, not when we're learning about the religion, firstly, we learn about what Allah says, what the Sunnah says, how did the companions interpret the way the Prophet said this hadith? Yes. When we learn, why, the, so my question to everybody is, why are we so shy of learning about a religion? Learning about a religion, it remove, firstly, remove doubt, remove doubt. Because now every, we live in the Western world, but atheism has been pushed upon us. People say, oh, you ha, you, uh, your, your free will is being changed, chained because you believe in God. Now, this is the, we live in a time that it is almost necessary for us to learn about our deen, or less people will uh, lead us astray. Exactly. There is a beautiful, beautiful example. Uh, that was given by one of the students of knowledge I was listening to the other day. He said, when it comes to jihad, jihad is of two types. Jihad li- linguistically means to struggle. But the most famous jihad that we know is jihad to fight, to protect the borders of your land. So the first type of jihad is protecting the borders of the Muslim land, the people that protect the borders. They protect the borders, they protect the Muslim land from enemies that come in, that take the rulings away from Muslims. No kind of way. And he said that when the enemies come and they take over the Muslim lands, we will lose the dunya. We will lose this world, right? Mm-hmm. We will lose the benefits of the, of the world. But he said the other type of jihad is seeking knowledge. Seeking knowledge. And this type of jihad is you protecting the borders of the religion. You're not protecting the borders of the Muslim land, you're protecting the borders of the religion, which is more important. Because if the enemy comes in and they talk over the Muslim land, you lose the dunya. But if someone infiltrates your ideology and takes over your religion, you will lose the akhirah. Mm. You will lose the akhirah. Do you understand that? It shows you the importance of seeking knowledge. Well, no, we, a lot of people, maybe a lot of people know about the importance of seeking knowledge. But, but how, like, especially now, how do we get into it? How do we, what are, the, what are the things we can do to start getting into this knowledge? A lot of people, a lot of the scholars, they say, if you want to become a student of knowledge, you have to find a teacher and study under a teacher because sometimes it's hard for you to go to the book, read the book and interpret the book on your own. It could lead to some dangers that you misinterpret. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you start to believe you're a person of knowledge when you're actually not. Yeah. So the easy way, fulfilling the obligation, because as we mentioned at the start, Prophet says, seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every single Muslim. If you want to go the easy way, not the hard way, mm -hmm. you don't want to be a scholar, just basic knowledge so you learn how to worship. Easy. Bro, you have YouTube. You have the internet. You can use, like for example, a platform that a lot of our youngers are influenced to the evil through. You can use that for your benefit, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Turn that bad into good Instagram, following Insta good Instagram pages. Hearing scholars Even everybody gets a TikTok now. Yeah. There you go. And a lot of, I've heard a lot of Muslims making TikToks. And they're actually beneficial. Yeah. Although TikTok has a lot of evil yeah. on it, bro. You know? And it could be a huge waste of time. So a practical step. What, what would you advise as a practical step for a person that just wants to learn the basics? Do you have, do you have certain scholars that you advise people to listen to? I think for someone who has not been in tune to listen lectures or they get bored easily, I think they should start off with the, the type of videos like we mentioned in our first episode about the type of videos that in the background is Nasheed, yes. the Nasheed, the Nasheed. Boost your Imam, Imam booster videos. Yeah, yeah Imam, Imam booster videos. So uh, uh, shows like YouTube videos like Muslim uh, servants and they, they have this inspiration, inspiration way of talking and reaching people with the nasheed in the background. The nasheed boosts it up. So that's a good way to start. Another way now is if you're past those type of videos, is to find good scholars that you can take from. There are many type of good scholars. Even uh, the ulama are on YouTube as well. Not as in being dies, but there are videos of them on YouTube. Like some of the videos you watch. Uthman Khamis Uthman Khamis, Sheikh Muhsaymin, Sheikh Bambaz There's actually translated videos to English Translated videos And if you don't like that, if you want the West Western Dai or You want to hear English English, English Subtitles Personally, personally My favourite is Abu Salah Dhabi And he's based in England And Ustad Muhammad Tim Humble Muhammad Tim Humble bro This guy, MashaAllah He's a revert as I mentioned I think I mentioned that in the last episode He reverted at the age of 14 MashaAllah, he speaks Arabic better than me and better yeah. than a lot of Arabs that I know. MashaAllah. Another Dai and scholar you can look up on YouTube is Sheikh uh, Ustaz Abdul Rahman Hassan. Abdul Rahman Hassan. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Malawi was all these speakers. Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. And another person, Mufti QA. Yes. Mufti QA. Yes. Uh, Muhammad ibn Munir. Muhammad ibn Munir. These are, these are ulama, not ulama, sorry. Student knowledge, student student knowledge. knowledge. Yes. very high student knowledge yeah. that you can learn of, inshallah. Inshallah ta'ala. Because remember when I mentioned to you that Ebshel asked me for the foundations of the religion, and to be honest with you, I still forgot to send them to him. <laughs> Subhanallah. But the thing is, I was thinking that because I, I, I was in the process and then I got distracted. And what I would really recommend for people that want to seek knowledge of Islam to first start with the doubts mm. destroy the doubts because I remember when I first started practicing bro, you were bombarded with doubts left, right and center like what? so many doubts bro so, ah, oh, if Islam is true then why does it restrict freedom? Islam is this you right. know what I mean? people that try to give you doubts about Islam you know what I mean? P people that give you atheist ideologies if God exists, if whatever, if whatever I think you should look at the evidence in the Quran first. Mm. And I think, very, very nice video. If you give yourself the time to concentrate to it and study the different parts of it, and it has the visual impact as well. Okay. It's called the meaning of life. Uh, Muslim spoke a word. Mashallah. The meaning of I love life. That video. I love that video. It has very strong mm. visual impact. 
and it gives you certain verses from the Quran, you know, that Allah uses as evidence. And that's one section of the evidence of the Quran. That's not the only that's the that's not the only evidence we base our belief on. There's so many, so much more evidence in the Quran. But the point is, my advice to you is start with the doubts, destroying the doubts. Yeah. Number one, the doubts of that the atheists try to show. Study the different evidence in the Quran, the scientific evidence, the uh, poetic evidence, for example, historical evidence. the logical mm-hmm. evidence, the historical evidence. Every detailed evidence in the Quran. Why? 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 Because that makes you firmer. It gives you sense certainty. Mm-hmm. And when you have certainty, that gives you motivation to learn. Mm-hmm. Allah, bro, when you have that motivation, and when you have that certainty, you'll gain that sincerity through the knowledge you gain. And you love seeking knowledge. You move on to that second step you you were talking about. You know, another thing is, one more thing is comparative theology. So Listen to Zach and Nike. Yeah. Oh, bro, this guy, mashallah. mashallah. So yeah, best 21. Oh, stop, mashallah. bro. This guy is solid. The likes of Ahmed Didat, uh, Shabir. What's his name? Um, the, I forgot his name. Um, Dr. Shabir? Shabir, something. I can't remember. He's, he's really good. Up, mashallah. He's an American. He's based yeah. in America. Really good. Really good. So you're destroying the doubts of the atheists and you're destroying the doubts of the Christians and the Jews and the people of the book. You understand? Do you get what I'm trying to say? I don't know. If you think about my brothers and sisters, a lot of us, we say today, oh, Islam is so strict. Everything is haram. This is haram. This is haram. But when you have the ilm, you realize there's so much, so much stuff you can do. If you have more knowledge of Islam, you're less restricted. Because the ones, the ones of us who say Islam is hard, we don't know much about religion. So we say, oh, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. But in reality, we probably could do that. But obviously, there's a manner, way we have to do this. Islam is a way of life. Islam is a way of life. And it, it, it preserves the good in life. And negates what is bad in life. Negates the harm. Pushes away from the harm from you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't make anything haram for you except it is harmful. Mm. Except it is harmful. And if it's if certain things, for example, have harm and benefit, but the harm is over the benefit, Islam forbade it. Like example, alcohol. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, mm. You understand? Yeah. It has it has it has a lot of ism, a lot of evil, but it has some benefits. No kind of way. But Allah made it forbidden except in certain certain ways. For example, back in the day they didn't have anesthesia when it comes to alcohol. Some scholars they used to permit drinking alcohol so that you become numb or you go to sleep and you don't feel the pain. You understand? That, that it goes back to the principle of al-darurat to bihl mahdurat. No kind of way. When you're under pressure, under pressure and you really need it, then the haram is 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 becomes permissible for that specific thing for that specific period mm-hmm. of time. You understand what I'm trying to say? You know? So the point is Islam don't make anything haram unless it has harm, didn't make, make anything halal except it has benefits for you. You see, that's why it's so important to learn your religion. Because the many stories I've heard in which because people lack basic knowledge of the religion, they it leads to harm. For example, there's a nurse, I think it was in America. The nurse came, there was a male nurse. And he was treating his patient, and the patient was the patient was female, and the patient was uh, like I think choking or some some harm that the nurse needed to uh, go in and help out. Yes. But the nurse didn't do anything. He said, "No, this is a woman. I can't touch her." So he let that woman die. So what what should he have done then? 
Allahu alam, Allahu alam, but as you mentioned, the principle of darurat, if the person is dying, save their lives. Yeah. That's why when it comes, if you, for example, if there's no female doctors, mm-hmm. right? And you need, let's say, your wife needs a checkup or she needs an operation and it's needed. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she may lose her life. You understand? So, or or she may lose a limb or she, like something dangerous happened. Then what can you do, bro? What can you do? Let the doctor operate. The people, the people that don't have knowledge say, oh, I can't do this. That's why it's so important because let's look at it now, especially today. People can give you pieces of uh, copper or dirt and you think it's gold because you don't know the religion. People say, oh, the dunya has this, the dunya has this, but you don't know. The akhir is way, way, way better. People are all trying to deceive you now. Not yeah. only that, bro. Not only that. I give you an. I give you an example. I give you an example, right? If you, when you know Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, He made something forbidden. Mm-hmm. I give. You, let's go to weed, for example. Pardon? Weed or intoxicants in general. Mm-hmm. A lot of people try to justify weed is halal. It has this benefit? It has that benefit? It has this? It has that? But you have the hadith where Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu says. Every intoxicant is khamar. Khamar is haram. In fact, it's a major sin. When you know that, you're going to stay away from it. Not only that, you're going to learn its harms. And you're going to know when to apply it. For example, they say, weed has medicinal uses. Yes, you're right. But you use it for recreational uses. <laughs> Do you have cancer? Do you have epilepsy to prevent seizures? No, you don't. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You get me? So, the knowledge of the deen will push you to learn... The, why it's haram, for example, and it's correct applications. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of what pushes people away from learning the deen is that they think they have to become scholars. The scholars have been studying since they were two, one years old. Yes. You need to know enough about religion that you can perfect your religion to the best of your ability. You need to know how to perform your salah properly, how to make dua. Yeah. How to give sadaqah, how to give zakah, how to perform umrah. Before all of that, the best of knowledge. Learn about la ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Tawheed, which is the key to paradise. That is the, that's the foundation. That's the reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent all the anbiya. Exactly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ رَسُولِ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَفَعْبُدُونَ I have not, We have not sent a messenger before except with the message. There's no deity worthy to worship in truth beside me. So worship me. So that so that is the best knowledge you can learn actually. Yes. Aqeedah of Allah. Exactly. You have to learn Aqeedah. Yes. The foundations of the religion. That's where this is how Islam was built. This is what Islam was built upon. That's the foundation of Islam, bro. Because when you establish Tawheed, anything other than Tawheed after Salah, after you Tawheed, your Salah, everything else will be the Furu'ah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Furu'ah will be the branches. Oh, again, it's not the main. What's the what's the, so so Tawheed is the root, is yeah. the core of the religion. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran. Alam, alam tara, alam shatara jim, alam tara kif. Alam tara kif adawaballahu, mathalan kalimatan, tayyibatan, kashajaratin, kashajaratin tayyibatin. Asluha. Asluha thabitun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Did you not see how Allah gave an example, a beautiful word, or a, a pure word, like the example of a pure tree? Its roots are firm in the ground, mm-hmm. and its branches are high in the sky. And this word is La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. The roots are firm in the ground. 
And when the roots are firm, the branches go up high in the sky. When trials and tribulations, when wind comes, they shake the tree and be firm because the roots are firm. But if the roots are not firm, the tree gonna. Some, of, some, some of us, we have problems maybe committing these the branches, for yes. example. Yes. Branches. Or we commit such and such sin. But in order to fix the branches, you have to go back to the root. If the root is not, if the root is not go deep in the soil, would the branches grow? No. Or would fruit come out from the branches? No. So that's why we have to make sure we our, our roots are firm and deep. Yeah. That, so when we are having doubts or we are going straight to wrong path, moving back, we have to reconnect ourselves back to Allah, back to the foundations yes. of Islam. Yes. And that is learning about your Lord. Learn about your Lord, and that's the of the best. That's one of the best knowledge. That is the best knowledge, actually. The knowledge that makes you firm in Islam. And the thing is, when you have that knowledge, and when you establish it with action, no matter how many sins you will commit, and you will commit sins, no matter how practice, how how much firm you are on the deen, you will commit sins, and you will continue to commit sins. If those roots are firm, you're guaranteed paradise. In Allah Taala, there is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hadith. That is narrated by Ibn Hibban, as far as I remember. Ibn Al-Hakim as well, as far as I remember. He says, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was speaking to Moses, Prophet Musa alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam, which is Kalimullah, the only Prophet that spoke directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said to Allah, Ya Allah, teach me something through which I can get closer to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Musa, qul la ilaha illallah. Oh Musa, say la ilaha illallah. And then Musa said, But oh Allah, all your servants that worship you, they say la ilaha illallah. All your servants say la ilaha illallah. He wanted something special, something VIP, unique to him. And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Musa, O oh Moses, if the heavens and the earth, the seven heavens and the earth, and everything that is within them, except for me, were on one hand of a scale, and la ilaha illallah was on another hand, la ilaha illallah would outweigh them. La ilaha illallah would outweigh them. This is to show you the weight of la ilaha illallah. What's that other hadith? The hadith of the Qad? Bataqa. Bataqa. The hadith of the Qad, in which there's a person who comes in their judgment and he'll be afraid of all the sins he commits. All the sins will be put on one scale and he'll be so afraid, it's like he didn't do any good deeds. And last one of Ta'ala will place one card. On the other side of the scale, and that card says La ilaha illallah, and the person is afraid because you look all the bad deeds that he has done, and just one card. Obviously, the bad deeds is gonna flow, go, be heavier. That's what he thinks. But when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala placed the card, the card that says La ilaha illallah overturned. The it. volumes and volumes of bad deeds. The volume, volume of bad deeds. Subhanallah. There's another beautiful hadith that is narrated by. Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiyallahu anhu He says one day he was on a donkey with Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam On the back of the donkey And then Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him Ya Mu'adh, atidri ma haqqu Allahi ala al-ibad Wa ma haqqu al-ibad ala Allah Oh Mu'adh, do you know what the right of Allah upon his servant is? And the right of the servants upon Allah? And he said, Allah wa rasooluhu a'lam Allah and his messenger know best And Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam repeated that three times And usually Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam does that when he's about to tell you something that is important to grab your attention. Emphasis. Exactly. Put emphasis on it. So with it, then Prophet said to him, Ya Mu'ad, Inna haqqa Allahi ala al-ibad an ya'buduhu wa la yushriku bihi shay'a. That they worship him alone and they do not associate partners with him. 
and the right of the servants upon Allah that Allah put upon him is that if they worship him alone without associating partners with him, he would not punish them. He would not punish them. We we have to Allah was we we fall under the condition of we worship Allah, but you don't know why you're worshiping. You don't know your Lord. We need to learn about our Lord. It's a very very important thing. Another thing is they worship. And they don't know that they're associating partners with yeah. Allah. They fall into shirk without realizing. Shirk. A shirk. There's a different type of shirk. Shirk, yeah. There's shirk. For one type it's called shirk al-khafi. For oh, example, so the... Allah was following this. A lot of people. A lot of people. Even right now, as I'm talking, I need to remind myself. And always. make sure... Exactly. Always fight within yourself to make sure you're sincere. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Am I losing my sincerity? Am I doing this for, for other than Allah to impress others, to please others? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, Shirk al-Khafi is uh, to show off. To show off, exactly. To show off. And Prophet Muhammad says, it is more hidden than an ant on a dark night, an ant that is that is walking on a, 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 a it's called Sakhratun Mansa. Do you know, like, like, do you know, do you ever see the rocks that are soft? Mm-hmm. So, if the ant would go on it, you wouldn't hear it moving. No kind of way. He says, the uh, the shirk al khafi which is riya is more is more uh, hidden than the noise of the steps of the ant. Do you understand? So it's dangerous. Do you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? You know. But the thing is, people think that if you say la ilaha illallah, you say la ilaha illallah, you're gonna enter paradise. What do you say to that? You have to know what it means. You have to live by it. Yeah. Because people are when I talk to people, they said, oh, when I die, I'll say la ilaha illallah. It's not that easy, bro. Do you remember the scholar that passed away? It was very, it was viral on Instagram, Facebook, and everybody, and uh, all platforms. And the scholar was giving a, it was in, at a wedding, and he was talking, and talking about a story, yeah. and he just stopped and he said, "La ilaha illallah," and just passed. I remember, Subhanallah, bro. My life that was touching. Because what's the hadith? He said, "You die by what you live by." Exactly. Subhanallah. Exactly. Like, how do we know we're gonna die upon this if we don't even know? You just say. You have to know it as well. It's, it was just crazy how we were speaking yeah. about a story. Pod, he said, La ilaha illallah, he died. Even if you look, let's even think about it. If you look up back at Sirah, when the Prophet was teaching the people of Quraysh the knowledge of, of Islam, what did he spend 13 years teaching them? Tawheed, bro. Teaching them about the oneness of Allah. Yeah, Tawheed. Exactly. And many of us now, when even learning about the deen, a lot of us haven't even picked up a book about Tawheed. A lot of us don't know what is Tawheed, what is not Tawheed. It's Shit. very, very important. Um, a lot of us negate this today. SubhanAllah. And the thing is, some people when they hear that, they think that just saying it is enough. enough. There's a man where that came to Hassan uh, al-Basr, one of the tabi'een. And he said to him, don't you say that La ilaha illallah is the key for paradise. A man Hassan al-Basr said to him, yes. But every key has teeth. If you come with a key that has teeth, the doors of paradise will open for you. Mm. Otherwise, the doors will not open for you. Means, la 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 has conditions, it has pillars that need to be met. Even bro, yes. when the when the Prophet taught, spent 13 years in Mecca teaching their companions about la ilaha illallah, when they went to Medina, what did the, the ayah revealed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah, said, Fa'lam no, la ilaha. After 13 years, still have to learn it. So you don't stop, you don't ever stop learning about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahi bro, wallahi. Because 
every one of us fluctuates. We have yeah. levels when your iman goes up and down. Yeah. Allah, bro, I realize when my iman goes down, I start to lack my salah. My, I'm praying and then my, my mind is somewhere else. I get busy with the dunya. I have to go back to the root. Yeah. I have to go back to la ilaha. And I have to remind myself, when I'm praying, I'm in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. When I pray, I don't pray to please anyone but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When I pray and I get distracted by other things, those things are not going to benefit me. The only thing that I'm going to bring to the grave with me is my salah. Mm. This is what I'm doing. I go back to la ilaha illallah. I go back to sincerity that Allah is the only one that blessed me with all of these blessings I have. Mm. He's the only one that is, deserves me pleasing him and working hard to please him. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Why would I try to please someone who can harm me mm-hmm. except if Allah will? He can't benefit me except if Allah will. And subhanAllah, that makes my heart soft. Mm. And boosts your iman, brings, brings it up. You learn about sincerity. You understand yeah. what I'm trying to say? Even in the aspect of making your heart soft, Allah, one of the reasons why it's very hard for people to seek knowledge is because sins, sins, committing bad sins, and constantly committing sins, limit the type of knowledge you are going to understand. Because they were saying to me, what were you saying to me earlier? Yeah, subhanAllah, it is beautiful. They, on the Knowledge College, there's an episode when they start with a, a certain book of fiqh. They start with uh, the importance of seeking knowledge. Yeah. As far as I remember, that's, the, that's how they refer to it as. And they said, it's basically glorifying knowledge. Yeah. And they were saying, the more sins you have, the more, the less understanding you will have. Oh, Allah, bro, I realize that when you're honest, when your iman is high, and you do less sins, you start subhanAllah, like Allah opens your eyes to see and understand things. But when you, when you're sinning, and when you start to deviate away from uh, from Islam, and your iman starts, your iman level starts to go low. Subhanallah, you listen, you don't even want to hear things. Subhanallah. But the thing is, he was mentioning, he's like some of the scholars when they were going through a hadith from one hadith. For example, the hadith of, uh, uh, of uh, when Prophet Muhammad used to go to this child, he used to call him by a kunya about Umayr. Mm-hmm. And he used to have a pet, and then when his pet bird died, and then he said to him, Ya Aba Umayr, ma'da fa'ala lughayr? Hadith finishes. He said, Some scholars were swearing that they can get 1,000 benefits from this one hadith. 1,000 benefits! The understanding they had. SubhanAllah, that's the thing. When you stay away from sins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you, bro. It gives you that nur. And then there's another one. Have you ever heard the... Uh, Imam Shafi'i. Imam Shafi'i, he had a photographic memory. If he watches, he reads the page, he just reads it once. Khalas, he memorized it. And then one day, he, he realized that he read the page twice. <laughs> twice. And then, you know, and then he, he memorized it afterwards. And he went to his teacher, Wakir, and he told him, you know, my memorization, my memorization has become low. And then he said... Stay away from sins. So he made a poem about that. He said, "Shakotilu wakiyin su ahibdi, faarshadani litarki almaasi, wa qala inna ilm Allahi inna 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 ilm nurun, wa nur Allahi la yudali aasim." He said, "I complained to Wakiy my bad memorization, so he advised me to leave sins." And he said that the knowledge of Allah is light, and the light of Allah does not is not given to a sinner. Subhanallah. Look. Imam Shafi, what did he say? He said he saw a fourth when he was uh, when he was trying to remember what what sin did he commit or something. He he said he saw a woman's foot. Was that a narration? Or I think so. I, I remember something like this. 
some, some uh, we could we would consider small. It's like minor. Minor, yes. yeah. Yes. But Swanna, look at the people now. And it was an accident. It was an accident as well. Yeah. And look at what people are looking at now on social media. And they, they, subhanAllah, they, yeah. uh, then when they turn to their religion or they have the intention to practice, they, they find a bit of difficulty, yeah. straight away they turn yeah. away from it. They don't realize that it's a jihad, you have yeah. to struggle. You have to stay away from sins. You have to force yourself. You understand? You need to take certain steps to do it. For example, I, I lost the point, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you know, sometimes, uh, when you when you watch a TV, yeah, you feel so relaxed because you're not you're not actively doing anything with yourself. You're not actually you're not actively putting effort. Yes. But that's why people don't like to read because they have to strain effort. They have to think. Yes. Thinking hurts them. Yeah. Yes. But sometimes things that kill us is comfortability. When you're too comfortable, that kills you. That's there's, true. there's a psychological experiment in which uh, they put up. That is wrong. By the way, this guy is studying psychology. Just, just in the past. Don't, 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 he didn't know Stalin. Eventually, the fog died in there. He didn't feel the heat. He didn't feel the heat. He was getting too comfortable. And comfortability can kill us. We are so afraid of challenging ourselves. So true. We, do do yeah. you know what that relates to, bro? What? SubhanAllah. It's actually a beautiful example. The footsteps of Shaitan. So if Shaitan came to you straight away and says, Commit Kufa. Never. You're going to jump like the frog that was put in the boiling water. Yeah. Jump. No, gonna, no, no way. It's not gonna come to you that way. It's gonna come to you first with showing off in your salah. Yeah. You know, um, you know when your salah he comes to you, gives you waswasa, distracts you. Yeah. You know, he, let, he comes to you steps. That's why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Ya yuladina amnu, la tatbi'u khutuwati shaitan." Footsteps, the footsteps of shaitan. Don't follow the footsteps of shaitan. Inna hu lakum adum mubin. You understand what I'm trying yeah. to say? And then another thing that leads to kufr is sins. Mm. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran. That's the point I wanted to mention earlier that I forgot. No, but the sins that they used to do and made a shield or cover over their hearts so that they do not, they cannot differentiate between the haqq and the batal. And bro, imagine this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, see the way in the battle of Badr, sorry, the battle of Uhud, the Sahaba suffered a great loss because some of the Sahaba, some of the companions, they disobeyed Prophet Muhammad they came down from the mountain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions when he talks about this battle, I believe it's in Surah Ali Imran, chapter 3 of the Quran, as far as I remember. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, because of your sins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he made you slip. Because of your sins. Subhanallah. And then in another, in another verse, I think it's in, I can't remember the exact Surah it's in, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, because of their sins, we made them turn away. We made them weaker. You understand what I'm trying to say? And another another very, very, very important reason why we need to seek knowledge and be patient with it, victory. If you want establishment of the deen on this earth, I want the establishment uh, of, of a Muslim land, knowledge. Knowledge, bro. For example, Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah, during his time, the Mongols, they invaded the, the Muslim lands, and both the Mongols were huge in number. And they were tyrants. And they were strong fighters. They were known, bro. They took over nearly, 
you know, Genghis Khan, we call him Jikis Khan. Genghis Khan in English, we call him Jikis Khan in Arabic. Anyway, it was during his time, bro, they took over the Muslim land. They slaughtered Muslims. They slaughtered Muslims, bro. There's narrations that say that they killed so many Muslims in Baghdad, in Iraq, so that one of the rivers, either Euphrates or Tigris, turned red from the blood. And they destroyed the books because of the amount of books that were in libraries. Well, I think it's I mean, Tigris. I mean, loads of books were lost. So many narrations, books were lost, actually, when the Mongols invaded. But the point is, bro, they were tyrants. And when the Muslims, some of the Muslims of Iraq, as far as I remember, they stood up to fight the Mongols. The Teta, as we call them in Arabic. Teta. Sheikh Islam was like, what are you doing? Put your swords down, what are you doing? Wallah, if you fight the Mongols, you're going to lose. Wallah, if you fight them, you're going to lose. Why? Because he said to them, he didn't come with the things that, uh, so that you deserve the nasr, the aid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You lack those things, the steps that you need to take in order to reach nasr. Because nasr is not only by the sword. You need to take steps before that. He sat them down, he started teaching them knowledge. He taught them Aqidah, he taught them Tafsir of the Quran, he taught them the Quran and the different sciences of Islam. After that, he's like, now you're ready. He united the people of Iraq, as, as far as I remember, or the people of Jazeera, Jazeera Arabia, the Arabian Peninsula, and the people of Egypt. And when the Sufuf of the Jaysh came together, he said, we are going to win today. And one of the students from the Makkah said to him, say inshallah, Sheikh Islam, say inshallah, he says, inshallah, we're going to win today. And subhanAllah, they became victorious. Absolutely. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, just as a, as a verse to back it up as evidence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah has promised those who believe from amongst you and do righteous deeds. What did Allah promise us? That Allah would establish them on this earth like how he established the ones before them. Give them khilafah. وَلَيُمَكِّنَنَّ لَهُمْ دِينَهُمْ الَّذِي ارْتَضَالَهُمْ And that Allah would establish for them their religion that He has approved for them. وَلَيُبْدِلَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ خَوْفِهِمْ أَمْنًا وَلَيُبَدِّلَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ خَوْفِهِمْ أَمْنًا And that He would change their state of fear into a state of security and safety. يَعْبُدُونَنِي لَا يُشْرِكُونَ بِي شَيْئًا They worship me and they do not associate partners with me. How are you going to worship Allah and not associate partners with Allah if you don't know the definition of worship, the different acts of worship, how you can fall into shirk by doing acts of worship? Because there are so many people, Muslims, that they never imagine that they fall into shirk. They swear by their mother's life. Mm. Say, moms, you know what I mean? Mom's swear by my mom's life, swear by my dad's life. You know what I mean? Yeah. They swear by other than Allah. So many Muslims sacrifice to other than Allah. How do we expect to be victorious if we commit acts of shirk? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He would establish for them their religion that He has approved for them. Mm. How can we establish, how can Allah aid us to establish the deen that we don't understand? Do you understand? Yeah. So that's another benefit why we need to seek knowledge. Another, just coming from that, the hadith I think I mentioned at the start is that if, when Allah wishes good for somebody, He gives them understanding of the religion. And one of the and general advice for people who want to start learning the religion. The best way to start is the Quran. Yes, the, the Quran. Book of Allah Memori- the, the memorizing the Quran. And for non-Arabic speakers, learn Arabic, bit of Arabic. I'm myself. I'm learning Arabic as well, inshallah. And start from there. But when you read the Quran, a lot of people when they read the Quran now, just Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim. They read it, but they don't think about the 
They mean it. When you read, for example, what I want you guys to do when you're in your salah, in your salah, when you read Surah Al-Fatiha, think about the meaning. Alhamdulillahi wabil alamin. All praise to Allah. Al-Rahman Rahim. The most merciful, the most gracious. Maliki Yawmidin. The king of their judgment. All these implications. We don't think about it in Salah. If I ask somebody, what is Semi Allah Man Hamidah? No one's going to be able to answer me. What is Semi Allah Hamidah be born? Allah will hear the one who prays him. When you say Allah Akbar, people say Allah is greater. But do you not know realize when you say Allah Akbar and you put your head down, you you put you put yourself low because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so is the is the greatest. There's so there's so much implications that we need to learn about. And when we know about this, we appreciate our religion more. We will know we will know that our religion is easy. Yes, Allah. Another thing that turns people off from knowledge is that when they see so many different sects oh. and they see Muslims, for example, looking at speaker's corner, they see so many Muslims that might be very close in the Aqeedah, but they're fighting amongst each other. This guy is fine about this opinion, this guy is fine about that opinion. Who should we follow? Whose opinion should we follow? They're like, am I going to follow this guy or that guy? Ah, they're all fighting. Mm. That puts them off. And I think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes it in the Quran. And the hadith Prophet establishes them who we should follow, whose understanding we should follow. So first of all, we said the most important thing is La ilaha illallah, sincerity, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Second thing is Muhammadur Rasulullah. Bear with me, said that Prophet is the Prophet of Allah. Learning that, which is the, the, the shahada, the utterance of the shahada, right, has implications. You don't say, Prophet Hassan is the Prophet of Allah for no reason. Mm. The implication is you have you to wish, listen wish. to what he said, his commandments. Exactly. Listen to his commandments. Stay away from the things that he has prohibit, prohibited you. Mm -hmm. Another thing is only worship Allah in what he has legislated. Mm -hmm. Because Allah sent him so he could tell you how to worship Allah. Yeah. You understand? Believe him in what he told you about the past, the present, and the future. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. The point, and then also, also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose for Prophet Muhammad companions so that they would interpret the religion and that they would show us the practical way, the practical application of the of Islam. You understand? And we are commanded to follow them with sincerity. Remember the verse that we mentioned? Uh, you know what I mean? You are told to follow them with sincerity, not to follow the opinion of this guy or that guy. Do you understand? This is called our manhaj. This is our way, our method, our methodology. Mm -hmm. Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no? following Prophet Muhammad according to the understanding of our righteous predecessors, the Sahaba, Tabi'in, Tabi'in. Because that's how people stray. They say, oh, I want to interpret it this way. I want to do it that way. No. Everyone wants to follow the shahawat. Yeah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتَ وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا No, by our Lord, they do not reach the true state of Iman unless they make you a judge for that which they have disputed amongst mm -hmm. them. Then they do not find within their hearts any resistance to it. Mm -hmm. Any resistance. And they submit a proper submission. And among known the knowledge of La ilaha Muhammad Rasulullah is that the Prophet has brought many rulings to us, many opinion rulings from uh, his uh, Sunnah. And when we, uh, we were uh, a time or situation that we need these rulings, 
Forget about your opinion. Your opinion doesn't matter. 100%. Your opinion doesn't matter when the ruling is there from the hadith. Yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, He says, Ya ayyuhalladhin amanu la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi. Yes. Oh, you who believe, do not raise your voices over the voice of, of Prophet Muhammad. This has implications. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't only talk to the companions. Yeah. It talks to us as well. When, yeah, go ahead. Not, so, not only... Uh, when it was revealed, it was revealed to when the companions they're physically talking louder than the prophet. Yes. But now, even when, even now, we uh, scholars interpret it as your opinion. Don't put your opinion above Over, the opinion yes. of their prophet. When someone comes and tells you a hadith, prophet said this. Like, now I think my opinion is this, this guy's opinion is no. Khalas, you listen, all your all your opinions are valid, yeah, but when it comes, when it separates from the deen Leave your opinion aside. 100%. When it comes to something that is clear cut, put your opinion aside. Put your opinion aside. All our opinions are important, but when Allah says something, the Prophet has said, mm -hmm. said something, we submit to it. Yes, yeah, submit. And also, if you follow on to the verse, Ya ayyuhaladhina amanu la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawti nabi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, an tahbata a'malakum wa antum la ta'lamun. Oh, wa antum la tish'arun. I can't remember either word. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so your actions or your worship becomes nullified, becomes null. Mm -hmm. You nullify your act of worship without you realizing. Do you understand? My opinion said, I, I think, uh, you know what I mean? I, and you deviate away from what Prophet Muhammad said. It's not going to be accepted from you. Why? Because clearly Prophet Muhammad said, Whoever does an act of worship or does an act that is not legislated by me, reject it from him. Simple. Subhanallah, Subhanallah. I think, just if you, in terms of knowledge, yeah. How let's talk about how again can we get people to start? So first, we learn about Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Read the Quran, ponder about the Quran as well. Find good scholars, good teachers that you can learn of, because it's very difficult to learn the religion by yourself. The scholars don't advise it. Find someone of knowledge you can go up to and say, Oh, can you teach me this? Yes. Oh, I have this question. Someone that is trustworthy. Bro. Just trustworthy. Because Prophet Muhammad says, Verily, this knowledge is religion, is the religion. So, see or be careful who you take this knowledge from. And the, did you know the Sahaba or the Tabi'een? When they used to go travel, imagine they travel on foot back then, they didn't have cars or they yeah. travel on camel on a horse. And they hear of a person of knowledge in such and such place. They don't go and seek knowledge from him straight away. Yandur or Santah. They look at him. Does he follow the Sunnah? Is he thobe according to the Sunnah? Is it above the ankles as Prophet Muhammad advised? Does he grow a beard? Does he, for example, use a miswak? When he prays, does he pray according to what Prophet Muhammad taught? Before they seek knowledge from him. Why? Because if this guy doesn't follow or doesn't implement what he's teaching, how can I trust him to teach me the right thing? Do you understand? You know what I mean? So go for trusty scholars. Wallah, as we mentioned earlier, scholars that are known for ilm. Sheikh Mu'tameen, rahmahullah, Sheikh Bin Baz, they have many videos and some of them are actually translated with, yeah. with titles. They have Abu Sam al Dhabi in the West, Abdul Rahman Hassan. Abdul Rahman Hassan. You know? Tim Humble. Tim Humble, mashallah, Muhammad Tim Humble. Muhammad ibn Munir. Muhammad bin Munir. There's a lot, bro. Imran bin Masoor, Imran bin Masoor, amongst the students of knowledge, Shamsi, bro, Allah benefits so much from Shamsi. 
I benefit. Wallahi, I benefit the Allah from Shamsi. Shamsi, I benefit the Allah from him. Don't get me wrong. There are certain things that people may not agree with, but when it comes to knowledge, when it comes to principles of the religion, right? When it comes to, for example, facts. Allah said this, Prophet Muhammad said that. You benefit from Shamsi. No kind of way. He's not one of the people that follow the opinions. Okay. You understand what I'm trying to say? My opinion, his opinion. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You know, I don't, goes I don't, back to I don't the watch as much. Yeah, yeah, I have watched, I I've watched a few videos. Cool. I haven't watched anything recent, but back in the day, I watched a lot of videos from Shamsi and I benefit from him a lot, to be honest. Mm. You know, especially when it comes to facts. You understand? Yeah, yeah, facts. Allah said that. Me. Prophet Muhammad said that. You know, kind of way. Yeah, I get you. The Sahaba said this. The point is, there is many students of knowledge you can benefit from, inshallah ta'ala, you know? Find one. Make sure they're trustworthy. A lot of people like Mufti Mank. He's, he's okay. Yeah. I don't I don't personally like him. No, sorry. I don't personally watch him. I like him. Yes. But I like facts. Like, like for example, Abu Sama calls a spade a spade. He calls a heart a heart. Yes. I like straight points. It's very important to learn about your religion. Unless we get lost, we'll be astray. Another thing is, when people, a lot of people are nervous when they start practicing their religion. Oh, I'm big, I'm this, I'm that, yeah? Keep on. What? Sometimes, Keep on. sometimes when they start practicing, there's, there's, there's different, there's different types of people when they yeah. start practicing. There's people when they, alhamdulillah, when Allah makes them firm, they have kibbutz, they start to look down on others, they forget that they were sinners themselves and they're still sinners. Mm. Except they sin differently. You know what I mean? Maybe they used to, they stayed away from the major sins, now they're doing minor sins. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. They have kibbutz and they forget that sins that they used to do. That's one type. Another type is those that fall into extremism. You know, they have motivation. Oh, motivation, you know what I mean? Oh, do this for the deen, deen. Do, do this for the deen, do, this for the, do that for the deen. But they don't have knowledge. Mm. They don't realize that they may cause a worse harm to the deen without, and not bring any benefit. Mm. You need to tie that motivation with knowledge. You need to restrict it mm. with knowledge. Mm. Knowledge, and knowledge is useless if you don't bring action with it. Don't apply it. If you don't apply it. العلم يهتف بالعمل فإن استجابه إلا ارتحل. Beautiful quote I used to hear from Sheikh Mahmoud. It says, knowledge calls upon action. If action does not respond, knowledge is going to leave. What's the example that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Sotul Jum'ah? Which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives example of their... مثل الذين حملوا التورات. Yeah, it gives example of the people who are like donkeys. Who have knowledge but don't apply it. They're like donkeys. Books on their backs. Books, volumes. Volumes of books on their backs. Wow, there's loads. They have this beautiful library in their house of loads of books, tablets, every type of book you see. But they haven't read one of them. Or they don't apply the knowledge. Or they don't apply the knowledge. SubhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He compared him to the donkey that has books on his back. He doesn't benefit from them. He doesn't know what's on his back. Imagine someone has gold, lifting gold. And he doesn't know the value of it. He's just on his back list. SubhanAllah. And then another example also says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَمَثَلِ الْكَلْبِ إِنْ تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْهِ يَلَدْ أَوْ تَتْرُكْهُ يَلَدْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave an example of a man from Bani Israel who used to have a lot of knowledge. But when the shaitan came to him, the shaitan made him slip. فَتْبَعُوا الشَيْطَانِ فَكَانُوا مِنَ الْغَاوِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if he held on to the knowledge you gave him, we would have lifted him with it. We would have gave him izzah, honor with it. But he followed the shaitan, تبعه هواه. You know what I mean? فكان من الغاوين. Allah سبحانه وتعالى says he's like the dog. He's always like يلهث. يلهث means jealousy of the dog when he takes out his tongue. جلك الله. No, I mean, if you if you give him a task to do, 
he'll still be doing that. Mm-hmm. If you don't give him a task to do, he'll still do it. Point is, it doesn't change him. Mm-hmm. The, the knowledge doesn't change them. That's the point mm-hmm. from the verse. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. You know? So, as Brother Fouad mentioned, knowledge and implication. You have to have sabr. Patience. Oh. Patience. SubhanAllah, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ عَلَىٰ And from the people are those who worship Allah on a letter. That's if you translate it literally. On a letter. You know what I mean? It means, it means that they worship Allah conditionally, according to conditions. If good happens to them, they worship Allah. Bad if bad happens to them, if they go through trials or fitna, they still worship Allah. They abandon. They abandon. No, they abandon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This verse came down on a, a Jewish man that went to Prophet Muhammad and he told him, you claim you're a prophet. And since you claim to, you're a prophet, I want you to fulfill me what I want from you. I want children, I want money, I want wealth. And if you fulfill that, I'll become Muslim. And Prophet Muhammad made dua, and the dua of Prophet Muhammad was accepted, and this man became Muslim. He became rich, and uh, he had a lot of money. And he had loads of children. But they all died. Became Muslim. Afterwards, he lost his wealth when he became Muslim, and he lost his children. (laughs) And then he became a Kafir. Became a Kafir then. And then that's, that verse was revealed. From the people are those who worship Allah on the letter. Or condition, you know what I mean? If this oh, just, uh, a condition. Oh, if you do this for me, I'll say, you understand but just this is gone. I'm leaving. If they're on their trials, mm. they will leave. But subhanAllah, wallahi bro, a lot of people that start practicing, they tell you, the most time I was tested is when I start practicing. Pardon? The most time I was tested is when I started practicing. And I can uh, say the same what's, thing. What's the ayah? You think because you start practicing, you're not going to be tested, bro? Exactly. Do you think if you say, I believe you're not going to be tested, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We have very, very, have tested the ones that came before them. So that Allah would distinguish between the ones that are truthful and the ones that are liars. Another thing is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes put you in difficulty to see if you are truthful. If I started seeking knowledge, if I started seeking knowledge, your friends in your circle started seeking knowledge, every single one of them, and they all became good, it's going to become so much easier for you. Isn't that correct? You're just going to go with the trend. If everyone is good, you're going to become good. If everyone is bad, it's easier for you to become bad, and you're going to become bad. If you are truthful, when those good people that you're with start becoming bad, you will stay firm. Mm. A truthful person will worship Allah whether it's rainy, cloudy, sunny, no matter what the weather Every is. Time. I remember I saw a picture on Instagram and uh, it's a very uh, like powerful picture. This scholar teaching and in front of him is only one student but the lecture is still going on. Allah. So, a lot of us when we want to learn Deen, maybe let me listen to this podcast. People are gonna be like, "Oh yes, I'm gonna start learning Deen." Oh, group of friends, let's start learning. Let's start some knowledge circle. Let's do this. Let's do that. But then people start slip. Then you slip. Just because people slip doesn't mean you should slip. Or you don't see people 
motivated. Yeah, you know, don't see motivation from the that puts you down. Yeah, that puts you down. But the mod, the most important thing is you try to find motivation within yourselves. Yes, and discipline is very important. Hundred percent. Which some I am lacking in, some some I'm working on as well. Inshallah. Yes. yes. Discipline in your knowledge. Yes. The best of these inside of Allah is the most consistent. Deed. Yes, hundred percent. Be consistent. Even if it's small. Even if it's small. Yeah. So you're learning. You're learning. You're memorizing. Make sure you do it consistently. Don't just memorize one day and one month later you memorize again. Be consistent. Yeah? And inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept it from you. I mean, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this episode yeah. of benefit. Inshallah, inshallah. I hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts us from us. I mean, accept us, keep us sincere in everything we're doing wrong. I mean, because the shaitan, the shaitan never rests. Yeah. It never rests. Because you can say, oh, oh, this is going well, bro. This is going well. Our oh, people know me. I'm giving down. Yes, I'm the man. Mm. But the shaitan, that's why shaitan tries to get you. tries to trick you. Say, oh, you're doing good for the deen. But, bro, everything we have is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah bless mm. us to do it. And the problem, the biggest problem behind that is when you start having urgent in yourself, which What's is the urgent? disease of the heart, you start... You know, you're happy you, think, you think you think well of yourself. You think well of yourself. And you start to show off. Mm. Oh, I'm well known now. People know me as this. People know me as that. That's when you're a man. Your deeds are gone. Your deeds are gone. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ashutan Rajim. Ashutan Rajim. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushrak bihi. Wa yaghfiru ma duna dhalika ni mimisha. Wa min yushrik billahi faqad dhalla dhalana ba'idha. I mean, Allah does not forgive. When a person commits shirk with him, if he dies upon shirk, Allah does not forgive him in the And whoever commits shirk with Allah, whoever associates partners with Allah, he has deviated far away from the right path. Deviated far away from, from the right path. And then another verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, your actions are nullified. Mm. You know what I mean? Your actions are nullified. The example of those, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives an example. He said, the example of those that associate partners with Allah is the same, they come on the day of judgment, he said, he gave the example of a sarab. A sarab in, um, in English is uh, mirage. Do you know what mirage is? Yeah, like you think it's there, it's not there. You think there's water. Do you ever see when you're on the street and someone's driving? And then you see, like, that looks like a puddle of water far away. You know what I mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the thirsty person thinks it's water. And when you come to it, you see it as nothing. He said, likewise, on the day of judgment, you're going to see a load of deeds. Wow. Oh, so you're so happy with your deeds, with everything you've done. You come to it, you see it nothing. SubhanAllah. You see it nothing. It's like a mirage. Do you understand why? Because you used to associate partners of Allah. Mm. You used to show off. That's, I think showing off is so big. We, we live in a time that everybody shows off. It's, it's the norm it's, to show yeah, off. It's, like, it's actually... Encourage Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube yes. and you'll see us on Apple Podcasts as well. Link will be below, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. And inshallah, we're going to be bringing some guests. We've been, we're planning on bringing some reverts, scholars, and uh, 
keep you interested in Charlotte. Some interesting personalities that you know are in Ireland as well. Sure. So share so that you share yeah. the same reward. Share, share the same reward, inshallah. And uh, as, uh, make dua for us that Allah like, keep us firm on our dawah. And uh, accept this as a form of ibadah. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.